Hi, and welcome to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge with Senior Ministers John and Anne Giuliano. Have you ever wondered about how to better connect with God? Well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with in this week's show, where you'll learn how to more fully love God, grow spiritually, and help others. I want, I want you to have a look at this, because this is just so powerful. Be aware of what you declare, because declaration causes creation or devastation. Write it down. It's powerful. Be aware of what you declare because declaration causes creation or devastation. And so what you have on your seats right now is a bookmark for your Bible and it's 10 declarations. You know what? I would have done 365 declarations if I could, one for every day of the year because there's plenty. There's plenty. But I'm just giving you 10 to start with and we might do more later on. I, I, you know, in February, when, when we as a family were going through an incredible challenge, God dropped this message in my heart about praising, praising your way out of the valley. Just, you know, this song says singing. It's about praising. It's a, it's a whole focus. And if you weren't here last Sunday, go to our website and download the podcast on praising your way out of the valley. But then the Lord spoke to me and said, well, that's great that, that you can do that, get out of the valley. But now you need to get on top of the mountain. It's one thing to get out of the valley. It's another thing to get on top of the mountain. So I don't just want to get out of the valley. I want to get on top of the mountain where the sight is clear. And and, and the Lord just dropped on my heart. And it's like, declare your way up to victory. Declare your way. Speak it out. Then I began to see the power, the power of speaking. Proverbs 18, verse 21 very famous passage of scripture says, death and life is in the power of the tongue. Death and life. We have the power to either kill or the power to create life in the words that we speak. And I especially wanted this morning for our young people to listen to this message because there is an epidemic of bullying that's happening that is at another level. And bullying is all connected to words that are spoken. And words that are said have incredible power. See, the, the, the big difference now is that words can be written and be sent on social media. And they still have as much power. Whether it's spoken or written, words have the power to create. So I can remember when, when I was a kid going to school, I was bullied. Uh, bullied mainly because I have an Italian surname. Bullied mainly because I wasn't Anglo-Saxon. And back in the 60s and 70s, you know, having an Italian background, you know, you were called a wog, a spick, a dago, you know, just a whole bunch of names. And on top of that, and, and when you reacted, it was like it just empowered the bullies to go further and further. And, um, and so it was, it, was, it was a difficult time because the words actually created insecurity and rejection and inferiority in my life. And it took a long time for me to overcome my insecurity, rejection, and inferiority. And, and the way that I overcame my 
insecurity, rejection and inferiority was to change the words that I believed, to change the story that I believed. Because words create a story. Words create a story and that story actually puts you on a path that leads you to a destination in life. So what story are you hearing? What's the story that's being evoked in your life? Then I began to understand the power of significant people in your life. The power of, and significant people in your life are the people to whom you give significance. So, so I mean, normally we would say, yeah, a father, a mother is significant. Absolutely. You know, certainly a teacher is significant in a person's life. Older siblings are significant. But believe it or not, what's happening with our young people is they're placing significance in people that should never be given significance because they haven't even lived five minutes in life. But because they're the cool kids, because, they're, because someone else has elevated them and they're the leader of the pack, it's like they have significance. And when someone has significance, what happens is that you actually open up your heart for their words to have more power than they actually have. Can I just say to you that some of you today need to block some people out of your life. You need to get on social media and just block some people. Get on Twitter and start blocking some people. And let me tell you, the first person you need to start blocking is the devil. Let me tell you, just start blocking him. Get on your mental, spiritual, social media account and go to devil and say, block! His calls are no longer accepted on this social media device. But for our young people, you know, seriously, you need to block some people. You need to block them of Facebook, of Twitter, of Instagram, of Snapchat, of anything that, that where, where they're speaking negative stuff into your life. Anybody that's speaking negative stuff in your life. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18 says, Words can be like the piercing of a sword. Words. There is one who speaks like the piercings of a sword. And let me tell you something. If someone's speaking into your life and it's like a dagger, a sword going in, just go to your social media account and go, block, block. Why would you allow yourself to be pierced by their words? And then it says, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. Oh, the tongue of the wise promotes health. There are certain people that when you get around them, ha. Oh, they just speak health into your life. And you know what? You need to go to a church where you leave better than the way you came. You need to go to a church where where you leave, someone has spoken life and health into your spirit. Someone's placed faith into your spirit. You leave and you just feel a lot better. There's no point going to church and feeling worse than the way that you came. What is that? Maybe you need to surround yourself with people that will speak life into you. So, so let, let me give you some clues on words that build life. So if you're a significant person, you know, and, and I have to take responsibility that I am as a senior pastor. 
you know, you know, people have given me significance. So my words are really important. So my wife has given me significance because I'm her husband. And so my words are very powerful. My daughter has given me significance because I'm her father. And my granddaughter, who has not even come out of the womb, has given me significance because I'm her yes, yes. <laughs> no, no. And, uh, and I'm already speaking words into her life. And what sort of words do people need to hear? Here it is. I love you. The three most powerful words in any human vocabulary. I love you. And not just said half-heartedly, but said with eye contact, said with passion. I love you. I'm proud of you. Wow. Wow. Can I just say to you that if you're a father... Every child needs to hear those words, I'm proud of you. You've got no idea how powerful those words are. You're awesome. Everybody needs to hear that. And it's so easy. You're awesome. You're awesome. All of the creative team this morning, you're awesome. <laughs> Every person on camera and doing sound and doing lighting, you're awesome. You know, every, 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 every uh, host person, everyone wearing a T-shirt, you're awesome. Ronnie, translating from English into Spanish, you are super awesome. <laughs> uh, I believe in you. What are the powerful words those words are? I believe in you. You will do great things. You will do great things. I'm always there for you. I love what you said. You know, just I, those, those words are so, I love what you said. Just so encouraging. I love what you said. Joel this morning, the youngest one, I love what he said. Did anybody else? Huh? And, and so I'm sure that mama and papa are going to say to him, I love what you said. I love what you did. Words have the power to give direction. This is just an introduction, okay? But it's an introduction on the power of words. And this morning, I'm going to be talking about the power of God's word. But, but, but let me tell you about a word that I received in 1978 that actually set the direction of my life. And right now... 2019, I am where I am today because of a word that I received in 1978. Can I, and, and praise God, it was a positive word. But some of you are where you are today because of a negative word that was said to you. And so a word has the power to put you on a path, on a journey, on a destination. You better make sure that it's a positive word and not a negative word. So the word that I received in 1978 came out of Acts 26, verse 16. And here's this 18-year-old kid. 18-year-old was, was not in... Um, 78, I was 18, and, and God spoke to me and said, but arise, stand on your feet, for I've appeared to you for this person to make you a minister. And that word just leapt out of the page, and it penetrated into my spirit. And all these years later, I'm still a minister because of that word. 
that was spoken into my heart in January 1978. Don't tell me that words are not powerful. It set the course of my life. But some of you, someone's spoken a negative word of you. You'll never amount to anything. And you then go on a course of life to prove them wrong. Can I say that that's not a healthy way to do life, trying to prove someone wrong? What you need to do is just break the power of that word because by trying to prove them wrong, they still have power over your life. They're still controlling you. They might be dead, but they're controlling you from the grave. You just got to break some words. And today, we got to break some words and open up for new declarations. Okay, so what does the Bible say about words? I've already given you a few scriptures. Let me give you some more. For you personally, number one, don't speak destructive words. This is found in Ephesians 4.29. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification. That word corrupt literally means rotten, stinking, full of death. Let no rotten, stinking, full of death word come out of your mouth, but only words that bring edification. So, so can I just say to you, I, I love the book of Ephesians because there's part one, part two. It's what God has done. And you know, chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, and then midway through chapter four. So this is how now to live life. This is what God has done, but this is now how to live life. And so this verse comes in the second part. This is how to live life. So you want to know how to live life? Make sure that the Spirit of God actually stops you from speaking corrupt words. You know, let let me say to you that what God wants to do is put a stop to the corrupt words before they come out. So you don't have to go behind and then just clean up the mess. Because sometimes in cleaning up the mess, it's like... It's like, yeah, you've apologized, but I'm still wounded. You've apologized, but the mess has already been made. So let's stop the words. Here's another verse, um, Psalm 19, verse 14, which says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. In other words, speak words that have gone through the God filter. There's a God filter. And, the God, and I love this, the God filter. And what's the God filter? Lord, what is acceptable in your sight? So there's, there's, there's stuff that's acceptable in his sight and there's stuff that's unacceptable in his sight. And can I just say to you that corrupt words, stupid words, idiotic words, just throw away lines. You know, you've got to look into your life and see what words were spoken to you as a child growing up that's become part of your vocabulary that now you've got to remove from your vocabulary. What comes out of your mouth that's destructive that you don't even know that's destructive, but because it's been spoken into your life, you're now speaking it at other people's lives. You need healing and God wants to heal you. And, and, and the healing starts in your heart. You say, why do you say that? Because Luke 6, 45 says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Let's, let's, let's stop there for a little while. So, so this is what this scripture is saying. If you don't like what's coming out of your mouth, it's not cleaning your mouth out. It's cleaning your heart out. It's in your heart that something is out of kilter. And so I, I, I love this. As, as, uh, as Christians, at, at conversion, we ask Jesus to come into our heart. 
I, I love that thought that Jesus comes into our heart. But you know what happens with all of us? We have the power of compartmentalization. And so even though Jesus comes into our heart, we can just shove him into the cellar, lock the doors. And so Jesus, you're in my heart, but we've got him in the cellar. And uh, you know when you've got Jesus in the cellar because there's a mess in the house. So he's cleaned up the cellar for you. The cellar is nice and clean because where Jesus goes, he puts order. But what happens sometimes is we just lock him in the cellar and the house is still out of order. And then you get squeezed. Everybody say squeezed. And you really don't know what you're like until you get squeezed. Hello. You you know, you, you, you can cover a lot of things up, but put you under pressure. Put me under pressure and uh, watch out because then you get the evidence of what's in your heart. And you say, so John, how do you change your heart? Get Jesus out of the cellar and say, Jesus, you're the Lord of everything. Come in and just clean this mess up. Just come in and just clean it all up. I give you permission. And he says, that room as well? I didn't know you knew about that room. I haven't told anybody about that room. It's my secret room. Jesus says, there is no secret that I don't know. And so it's an amazing thing that more often than not, when you give Jesus permission, he wants to go right to the secret room. And in the secret room, some of you have got wall hangings. And those wall hangings are words that were spoken over your life when you were a child. What he wants to do is say, that wall hanging has controlled your life for too long. I'm going to tear it down. I'm going to put a new wall hanging. And this is the word of the Lord for your life. Let's pull that down. You just got to give him permission to pull some stuff down, to destroy some stuff, to create a big fire and burn it and create a whole new environment for your life. So let me, oh my goodness, time is flying. Okay. It's okay, we got next week. It's okay, we got the next week. It's okay, we got next month. It's okay, we got next year. It's okay, if God gives me grace, I'm going to live for another few decades. So there's a difference between praise and declaration. I want to talk to you a little bit about praise and declaration. Just, there's a difference. So praise is a focus on the personality of God. If you have a wrong understanding of the personality of God, praise becomes difficult. If you can't say God is good, you're going to have difficulty praising. But when you've got an incredible revelation of the personality of God, He is good, He is awesome, He started this, He's going to... It's just not an issue to lift up your hands and just worship Him. Praise is a revelation of the personality of God. Whereas declaration is a revelation of the promises of God. And there are over 3,000 promises of God. And some of those promises, if you've received those promises, then you move into praise and thanksgiving for the promises that you've already received. Declaration is declaring that which God has promised that you've not yet received, but you're going to speak them into life. Praise is a connection to the revelation of who God is, whereas declaration is a connection to the revelation of what God has said. Who God is, that's praise. What God has said, that's declaration. 
And sometimes you've got to speak the declaration to bring them into being. Remember this, that declaration is creation. You are creating something. This is what God did when He spoke the worlds into being. He spoke the worlds into being. He declared it. Come on, you've been the recipient of words that have either created or destroyed. Words are so powerful. They create, they destroy, they do something. Just this, this whole saying, you know, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me, is absolute, utter rubbish. And I've been a recipient of words that have cut into my heart. And guess what? As a pastor, it doesn't stop. As a pastor, some people like you, some people don't like you. It's part of the deal. But you know what I've had to learn over the years is that words that are destructive, I got to block. I don't let into my spirit. I just got to block and you got to block some words and start declaring some words. Let, let, let me move on. Isaiah 55 verse 11 says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it come on this is so powerful this is what God is saying when I speak a word it's not going to be empty it's not going to be just well he's just speaking yeah they're just empty words he says there's no emptiness there's no void there's no unfruitfulness in the words that I speak says the Lord But when I speak a word, it will accomplish what I please. It will prosper. It will bring to pass that which I say. I want you to get this because this is so powerful if you get this. Are you ready for this? Write this down. God's word in our mouth is as powerful as as God's word in his mouth. Because the power is not in the mouth, but in the word. Oh, come on. Come on. You need to get that. You need to get that. I'm going to say it again. Are you ready for this? God's word. Put a big underline under God's word. God's word in our mouth is as powerful as, As God's word in his mouth. Because the power is not in the mouth, but in the word. It's the word that has power. It's the word. And so when you get these declarations that are God's words, and now you put God's word in your mouth, it's powerful. Have you got a, a scripture to prove that? I'm glad you asked that question. Matthew 7, 22, 21, 22, 23 are intriguing verses in the Bible. Why are they intriguing? Because it says in the last days, these people are going to come to Jesus and say, Jesus, did we not, you know, cast out devils in your name? Did we not prophesy? Did we not do amazing wonders? In your name. And you know what? Jesus never denies what they did. He just denies where their heart was. 
And so he says, depart from me, you workers of disobedience, of lawlessness. But he doesn't deny that they're able to accomplish. Why is that? Because God's word, even in an unbeliever's mouth, will still do a powerful thing. Because it's not, it's not the goodness or the badness of the vessel, it's the power of the word. Hello? And so, you know, how many of you sometimes just don't feel like making declarations? You just don't feel like it, man. You're just, you're just going through your own, you know, depression and your own fear and your own whatever. I don't care. Just keep declaring the Word of God. Just speak it into the atmosphere. Just speak it. Just keep speaking it because things are going to turn. Things are going to turn. And so what I've done is that I've given you 10 declarations for you to declare. For you to declare. And with the declaration comes the Word of God. It's the Bible verse from which the declaration is taken. We're not making this up. This is in the Bible. This is God's Word. This is not me being, well, well, Pastor John is a positive confession speaker. No, I'm a Bible God's Word speaker. I'm opening up the Word of God to you for you to pull it out, for you to speak it out, because it's not in positive confession that there is power. It's in God's Word. See, that's New Age stuff, the positive confession. They've just discovered some things about the power of words but when you put God into the mix it just takes it to another level so here's some declarations are you ready okay let's can we make 10 declarations together have you got your bookmark to get out come on pull it out come on pull some of you have already put it away just so you want to take it with you I, I want you to hold it if you haven't got one just lift up your hand and someone will get you one just if you haven't got one of these bookmarks, Helen, can we get Helen one? There's, there's one over there. There's, there we go. There's in, in the seat pocket in front of you. Because I want to speak 10 declarations. Okay. Are you ready? I declare, everybody say together, I declare that new things are coming my way. Exactly. Isaiah 42 verse 9. I declare new things are coming my way. They're God things. They're things that God has set up for you. They're coming your way. They're coming your way. New things. New things. Former things have passed away. New things I speak to you. And the new things are good things. Not bad things. There's new things. Some of you need some new cells in your body. Some of you need some new restoration happening through the cells of your body. I speak new things over your life in the name of Jesus. Here it is. I declare that God is always with me. I have nothing to fear. Romans 8.31. You need to read those Bible verses. I, I declare, if God is with me, what do I have to fear? Come on. Fear wants to get between you and God. Fear wants to put a barrier between you and God. If God is with you, what do you have to fear? He is the creator of the universe. Come on, God's presence will just cast fear away. Here's another one. I declare salvation for me and my family in the name of Jesus. Acts 16.31 I declare salvation for my whole family. For my whole family. We stand together for my whole family. Here it is, for me and my whole household. 
What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you and your whole household will be saved. Thank you, Lord. I'm believing for my whole. How many of you, how many of you need to declare that for your whole household? Uh, come on. I speak over your children that that word that was being placed in their heart will not fall void, but it will come to pass. Fruitfulness. I speak it. I speak it into families in the mighty name of Jew. Not only your children, but your grandchildren will be saved. Three, fourth generation in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare healing in my life through what Jesus has done. First Peter 2.24, by His stripes we were healed. Come on, declare that. I declare my freedom from every bondage in the name of Jesus. John 8.36, whom the Son sets free shall be free indeed. I declare that every plan of the enemy against me shall fail. Jeremiah 1.19, come on, the enemy's not gonna win this battle. God is going to win this battle. You're going to face a battle, but every plan of the enemy is going to fall short. I declare it in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare that God will turn your situation around. Psalm 30 verse 11. I declare that God will cause me to be victorious. 2 Corinthians 2.14. I declare that I am blessed with every spiritual blessing. Ephesians 1.3. I declare that God will make a way for me in every situation. Psalm 37 verse 23. How awesome is that? Come on, give the Lord a great big hand of praise. I, I, I want to finish this morning just, just by asking this question. Whose voice is dictating the direction of your life? Whose voice? One, one, of the, one of the great preachers that we had come to this church a few years ago was a guy called Peter Daniels. Who remembers Peter Daniels coming to this church? Peter Daniels is um, an incredible evangelist, has led thousands and thousands of people to Christ. He used to run Youth for Christ in Australia. Um, multi, multi-millionaire, a mentor to thousands of Christian businesses. But Peter Daniels was an illiterate bricklayer full of debt at the age of 27. And the reason that he was a, an illiterate bricklayer, not, not that I've got anything against bricklayers. Lord Jesus, give us more bricklayers in our church. I love bricklayers and blue-collar workers. I love them more. And that's my roots, incidentally. But when he was seven years of age, Miss Phillips set the direction for his life. A school teacher called Miss Phillips. And Miss Phillips would slap him around. We're talking in, what was he born in? 1935 or something like that. So we're talking in the 40s. Would slap him around. And, and he was dyslexic. But in those days, dyslexia was never diagnosed. And so one day, he did something to try to impress Miss Phillips. But rather than impress her, she slapped him in the face and said, Peter Daniels, you are a bad, bad boy and you will never amount to anything. Peter Daniels opened his heart and read those words and they put him on a pathway of destruction pathway of debt, a pathway of illiteracy, until in 1959 he went to a Billy Graham crusade and he got born again and then the word of God 
came in and replaced the words of Miss Phillips. And he began to realize, I'm a child of God. I'm not stupid. I'm not bad. God has made me good. Turned his story around. But you know what, 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 what Peter Daniels had to do to counteract the power of Miss Phillips' words? He literally had to write a book. And the title of the book was this. Miss Phillips, you were wrong. <laughs> oh, come on. That's awesome. Miss Phillips, you were wrong. Because what was right was the Word of God. And so what Peter Daniels did was not let Miss Phillips dictate the direction of his life, but let God dictate the direction of his life. And everything changed. When God started dictating the direction of his life, everything changed. He started to see purpose. He started to see intelligence. He started to see the goodness of God. And you know what? He ended up reading 6,000 biographies of great men and women. He ended up becoming the leader for Youth for Christ in South Australia. Became just one of the greatest evangelists that they've ever seen. Became a businessman. Turned his whole situation. Became multi-millionaires. Now he's a consultant to big businesses that pay him over a million dollars to come into their organization to speak how to reorganize it. God turned his whole journey around because the Word of God became the foundation of his life, not what Miss Phillips had to say. I'm going to say to you, this is what God wants to do for you. And all you've got to say is this, I want to listen to the voice of God. And as soon as you start listening to the voice of God, this is what you'll hear. I love you. I sent my son to die on the cross for you that your sins might be forgiven and that you might have eternal life. Whoever believes in the Son of God will not perish but have everlasting life. You were destined for greatness. Receive Jesus into your heart and you will be saved. That's the Word of God. Come on, let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Thanks for choosing to listen to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge. If you like this week's podcast, then please share it with a friend. More information about who we are is available at lifesource.org.au. On behalf of Senior Ministers John and Ann Giuliano, we look forward to connecting with you next time at the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge.